from the Summer Skate Studios behind the mask hockey shops present College Hockey West Live. Behind the Masks, College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Peterson Toyota. College graduate, member of the military, then you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. Top Golf. Let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. Liberty University, play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. M-Drive, natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer skates, whether our original red or new black shower shoes, Show your game and style at summerskates.com. And by College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skate Studios, presented by Behind the Mask, is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. Anywhere that you may, may be joining us tonight on College Hockey West Live, Selection Sunday, it's the wind down, it's the preparation, it's everything that is. Scott Strandy feeling better and on the road again in uh, Laughlin, Nevada, the beautiful Harris property here from our friends from Caesars. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein joining me from that beautiful, large, ridiculously large palatial estate out on long island new york paul how are you uh it's not as ridiculously large as that lie you just told <laughs> okay <laughs> ridiculously large the only thing ridiculous about this place is 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 how much you exaggerate oh i love it i love it so. anyway how are you? you made a trip to albany and back and yeah yep yeah. spring break was over and uh had to go back um Got the son some new glasses and got them pieced back together. I did. Now he's, down, now he's got a backup pair, which he didn't have before, even though I don't know nice. why. Uh, nice. Nice. And he's all ready to go. Finish out the year strong. Well, that's what he's looking forward to. And, um, you know, he's looking forward to a, a, a lot of things. And, uh, you know, I, once again, he, he, I have to make sure he understands the focus on the positive. Uh, the negative that he deals with is just more immediate. So that's what he always, you know, and he's got a bitch to somebody. So he does it to me. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, speaking of focusing on the positive and putting in a weekend's worth of work, let's bring in uh, Nick Maxson, who is uh, in, in St. Paul doing yeoman's work for me as I couldn't make it up there with uh, about with pneumonia, but I'm back on the road, uh, ready to start selling this week and preparing for a uh, NCAA tournament run. Nick, how are you? Scott and Paul with you tonight. Doing well, guys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, definitely enjoying the uh, the more relaxed Sunday. It was uh, a busy couple of days. <laughs> Your volume is kind of quiet if you want to crank it up a little bit. Or is it just me, guys? I don't know. but No, no, it's, it's a little low. Anyway, uh, Nick, thanks for the great work uh, covering the NCHC Frozen Faceoff. It was uh, an unbelievable tournament. Uh, I knew it would be. Uh, if you ask anybody, I knew the Tigers were going to be tough. And, boy, St. Cloud State, your alma mater, just, uh, it just was almost near perfect uh, last night in order to uh, to win that uh, Frozen Faceoff title and now advance on. We're going to talk about the brackets, I promise you, in just a minute. But, Nick, I want to get your thoughts on the Frozen Faceoff this weekend. What did you think? Uh, anything surprise you? First of all, is this a little bit better with the microphone? No, not really. Interesting. I think it got uh, quieter. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, guys, it's it's a new phone, so I apologize. I'm doing the best that I can here. Um, but let's, let's say it this way. Um, 
not surprised about even with the Denver Colorado game. Um, CC uh, after sweeping Western Michigan on the road, uh, to me was a team that had, shall we say, some unfinished business. Um, talking to Coach Mayot, uh, said that you know, finishing the regular season with only ten wins without maybe taking crazy pills, uh, that they deserved a lot better than what their record had showed, and with Denver essentially a lock and. The way they approached the Fullerton faceoff last year, um, Scott, you were there with me and saw that Denver, uh, shall I say, was not playing the um, four check, have you, you know, in your face, for, you know, type game that we normally see. Uh, and CC did a really good job of playing just a smart hockey game. So to me, I wasn't as surprised in that matchup. St. Cloud and North Dakota, two, uh, d- two schools that don't like each other, uh, North Dakota playing desperate hockey trying to you know, keep their season alive and St. Cloud just kind of weathered the storms. Uh, North Dakota had them a couple times on their heels but St. Cloud found a way and uh, and then uh, for Colorado College and against the, the Huskies in the championship game St. Cloud just too much depth. Uh, CC had a heck of a run but you know when you get down by two and then when the third goal went in by Kyler Kupka uh, I, I think uh, it was going to be a very big uphill battle for the Tigers to come back from that and congrats to St. Cloud. Uh, they've had a pretty up and down a second half of their season, and it's nice to see them get some momentum heading into the NCAA tournament, and uh, they're going to need it because they got one tough draw here with Selection Sunday. Nick, Nick, if you can, uh, do you want to uh, disconnect and try reconnect and see if we can get a, a little more volume out of you? It's uh, really low. It's hard to hear, so it would be better uh, for the rest of the show if you could do that. Uh, just uh, disconnect, and then we'll reconnect you. Yeah. Okay, so, so um, we'll get we'll get Nick reconnected. He he uh, right. he spelled it out for us pretty well. I mean, it was uh, you know you saw CC come in, Paul, and was ready to to bring it, uh, so to speak, against Denver. They did everything correctly, as Denver likes to say. It was one power play goal is the difference, and they're they're correct. But boy, uh, what a game plan! What an execution by Chris Mayotte's team. And uh, to me, Paul, it looked like they just kind of. Got behind the eight ball, as you mentioned to me earlier today, uh, by not scoring first, and then it was just uh, an uphill battle, and maybe it finally wore them down. Well, you know, a lot of different things happened in that game Friday night. Uh, first of all, CC outshot Denver, which you don't see too often. Um, they were four for four on the penalty kill and one for four on the power play, and that's, you know, you won the special teams battle, and, you know, that's how you win in the playoffs. Boy, and is it that was, a fact? Is that a fact? I mean, uh, in the last two years, I don't recall seeing Denver shut down like that. Yeah, I don't either. And I, I don't know if it was a mix of, you know, I told you coming in that I thought this was a different Denver team and the fact that they wanted five trophies, which would have been their fourth had they won the frozen faceoff. They seemed more motivated than ever before. I know the ultimate goal is the uh, the big trophy in Tampa this year, but it it seemed to me like they were more focused on getting um, how should I say this? Just a complete season, if you would. I, not an undefeated season, obviously, but a complete season as far as obtaining all the awards and trophies that they could get. Yeah. Um, then again. Uh, it looked like CC, and I told you this last week. I said it's hard to beat a team many times in a row, and at some point in time, that's going to break down. And this was the night it broke down. And uh, you know, Denver didn't hurt them, uh, really. No, nope. they dropped the number nope. four seed, I guess. So if you want to talk about that being, uh, we'll talk to that in the regional breakdowns here in a minute. But the, I, know, I, uh, mean, I guess they did. Yeah, it's, they. It seems like they did. However, that tiebreaker worked with the rpi or however uh well they're they're the number four seed yeah they're the number four seed which means that they're going to get uh the bracket with minnesota in whether that's good or bad but i think we got nick back nick can you hear us i think the bigger question is can you hear me (laughs) no you're back ultimately low again you got a new phone (laughs) uh i don't know i don't know you got a new phone i don't know Uh, you you are at a whisper at best at the moment, but um, 
we'll uh, we'll keep plugging along. If something breaks, uh, we'll know it because uh, you'll start uh, you'll start blowing our eardrums out. <laughs> anyway, um, so a lot of things happened this weekend, and um, before we get into the brackets, which we're going to do in just a minute, um, Paul. Uh, Fairbanks was on edge and I told you they were on edge and I had a really bad feeling also that they could be on the edge outside. And that's ultimately what happened. Tell us why. Well, because everything that could possibly go against them went against them. Not everything. Any... CC could have well, won. <laughs> well, but by, that, by the time it got to the St. Cloud CC game, it was too late. They needed anybody. But colgate to win the ecac of the of the last four teams they needed anybody but merrimack to be in that championship game and lose to bu okay uh in the end the ccha didn't really matter okay but colgate and shocks everybody in beach quinnipiac and then shocks everybody again by beating harvard and Harvard spent the last 10 minutes in, in Colgate's end. Um, uh, Merrimack, once again, they, 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 the only thing that would, I mean, uh, Alaska needed anybody to be in that final against BU except Merrimack. But who did they end up with in, in the final? Merrimack. Um, and it just, can, can I summarize yeah. the weekend for you? It was uh, not for, good. For Fairbanks? Not good. No, uh, one tweet uh, from one uh, Johnny the Glue Sorensen. He said, uh, <sighs> waiting around three weeks, watching things happen, only to see you not get into the tournament was heartbreak. Nick, uh, your thoughts on, uh, on Johnny Sorensen's thoughts up in Alaska? I mean, they were that close. Hoping that they would uh, have had a couple of things go their way and they were still in the dance, but unfortunately with college hockey and especially the conference tournaments, uh, that's where chaos can ensue and uh, unfortunately they were victimized by it. And uh, uh, probably a, a conversation for later on, but uh, certainly maybe making the case of playoff expansion. Uh, but we'll, well, I don't know, we'll see. But heartbreaking for them to say the least. That would have been nice, at least from my perspective, to see them win. Yeah, you're not alone there. I think everybody was kind of hoping that that Fairbanks would make it in, and the only thing that they could do, and it couldn't, it's not on the players, but uh, that just it, it reeks of the need for expansion and also uh, for conferences. Uh, if you get a conference well, tournament, you could have been a Merrimack, you could have been a Colgate, but when you don't have those, your season ends three weeks early. Well, because you're sitting there, right, and maybe one more win. In a conference tournament, one more, exactly, exactly. And, you know, and even if you lose in the second, you know, one more win, maybe puts you over the top where you're safe. Over the top and, in the computer's mind, right? And we're gonna, and I, and I, and all this does is really set us up for a whole lot for of talk. Summertime of banting. And bashing, okay. <laughs> bantering um, well, and not bashing. bashing. You know, not bashing. I'll bash. But, uh, I'll drop my. Well, I'll drop the gloves again if I need to. You're a tough guy against the computer, but um, <laughs> you know, the with this is really you know obviously not the night for this, but you know with the transformation committee done and they're not eliminating one sport conferences. Um, we're going to see, and now it's time for college hockey to put up or shut up. Okay. It's college hockey time. So, uh, guys, here's how we're going to do it. We're going to break it down, um, region by region. Uh, we'll start with the top dogs. 
Uh, the Minnesota Golden Gophers at uh, 26-9 and 1, taking on Canisius at 20-18 and 3. Minnesota, the number one overall seed at Shields Arena in Fargo, North Dakota. The um, the matchups will be uh, Thursday and Saturday in this region. Um, Nick, let's start with you if we can hear you. Uh, your thought on that matchup? Does Canisius even have a uh, a prayer to win this one? Well, it's clear anyway. I heard. I heard. You know, I guess we have. To <laughs> it's not loud, but it's talk. clear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No chance at all. Uh, Minnesota takes care of them pretty handily. Paul, you gonna agree with Nick on the uh, other maroon and gold, as you like to say? Um. Yeah, I mean, I like you know. Unfortunately, it, it's Canisius and not Holy Cross, but um, you know, um, <laughs> yeah, I pretty much have to agree with. And this. And, and I don't care what anybody says, and Nick will understand this, and you will too. Um, they didn't do the Gophers any favors, thankfully, with this bracket. I mean, um, gee, um, I mean, if they if they beat Canisius, they're going to play another rival and play them in a place that's probably not going to be pro Gopher. Pro Gopher, Nick, your thoughts on that? Yeah, totally agree with you. Okay, the uh, the other matchup in the uh, Fargo Regional, if you will, is uh, St. Cloud State, Nick's alma mater, at 24-12-3 against Minnesota State, 25-12-1. Uh, this matchup, guys, uh, when I first saw this, Paul said they didn't do him any favors, but what they did do was sell out that building for sure with uh, Minnesota, St. Cloud, and Minnesota State all being able to bust there. So uh, the NCAA, for all their uh, uh, all their faults, got something right as far as selling tickets in this regional. Not that you would have anyway, because Shields Arena is going to sell out no matter who's there. But um, definitely uh, is going to be a challenge. Nick, you saw St. Cloud State. I think if they play like they did against uh, Colorado College, I don't see uh, them having much problem with Minnesota State. But um, anything, uh, anything you think on that? Paul, your thoughts on uh, St. Cloud State and Minnesota State now that your uh, your all-time favorite goaltender is not wearing the purple anymore? Uh, you know, I first of all, first of all, tell people out there: Have you been able to sleep at all this entire season, this hockey season? Because yeah, you you pretty much no. had an infection for Dryden McKay. Well, what was not to like? <laughs> Didn't say there was anything not to like. I'm just saying, like, oh, okay. uh, he he consumed you last year. Well, he was the best goalie in college hockey last year. Okay. All right. Go on. Um, Minnesota State showed a lot of guts on Saturday night. Um, they're down 2 nothing with about four minutes to go and somehow managed to uh, 
pull that one out in overtime against Northern Michigan. That was win or go home. The way it turned out, if Minnesota State doesn't win that game, they're not in the tournament. Who would have taken their spot, Paul? That would have been Fairbanks. Wondering. Uh, And Nick questioned on this one. uh, I saw during the the game Saturday night, he wanted to know if that overtime goal actually went in the goal. (laughs) We're not doing that again, are we? Uh, No, but I guarantee you, uh, John Lucia was sitting in the video replay box uh, the minute that that game went to overtime. Nick, Nick, and um, you're getting louder, by the way. I don't know what you're doing. If you're screaming at the top of your lungs or what, but you're getting better. Yeah, something's happening. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, that one definitely was a clean uh, clean look in. Uh, I'm sure they did review it just to be safe uh, before they sure. got their first half. Before everybody took their uniforms off? <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, for, for, for those out east who don't remember, too, the referees were at the bar having a beer by the time they got called back. That is that is something that uh, our buddy Brad Schlossman from the Grand Forks Herald actually confirmed. So it was it was that bad, a big part of the reason why that was such a delayed um, re- return in that hockey game. But, uh, yeah, didn't, didn't have to look at that one too far. And Minnesota State, the rifle champions of the CCHA for this. Oh, by the way, and I don't know if this was accurate or not, I thought I saw a picture that said the seniors from Minnesota State stayed on the ice just a few extra seconds to make sure that there wasn't going to be any of that shenanigans again this year. I see that, and I'm not sure if that was the reasoning per se, but it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, Just just based on uh, what happened last year, uh, you know, it's been the talk around Minnesota this whole week, uh, just as to how the CCHA would handle this again, and I'm sure John Lucia was sweating some bullets the minute that uh, game went to (laughs) overtime. So, um, luckily for them, that no, uh, should we say, no national media attention on the championship game, Uh, just the fact they're sending uh, that one team and one team only into the big. Okay, going to jump to the Manchester Regional, um, since that's the the number four team uh, that ended up at... I don't know how this happened, but the Denver Pioneers at 39 and 0 ended up uh, in the number four seed. They will take on Cornell at 20, 10, and 2. Um, I'm going to start with Nick again. Nick, does uh, Cornell have a shot against the Denver Pioneers? Well, now Nick's got to take himself off mute. Sorry, guys. I actually had a connection error here, too. That might be the reason for my microphone uh, funds here. But you were you said Manchester, right there, Scott? Yeah. Like yeah. So game. Cornell against Denver. Any chance at all for the uh, Cornell? I think they'll put up a bigger fight than most, but I think Denver comes out of out of that game for sure. Paul? Yeah, I mean, Denver is a complete team. Um, I know Cornell's record is is is, you know, winning two out of every three games. I, I get that. Um, but this has not been your typical Cornell team. Um, they, they, they just, you know, they're usually a lot more. Um, you sit there and, 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 and they're usually in the two spot somewhere. Um, and yeah, I guess the goal is to just make the tournament, but it just, it just didn't seem like they were what Cornell usually is. Now, does this mean they can't go on a run here? Yeah. I mean, they can. Four wins. That's all it takes. You know, Four wins. Yeah. And... Okay. So, so let's jump to the, uh, the other matchup. And these, by the way, are Thursday, Saturday matchups, uh, in, uh, in New Hampshire, as well as the uh, the other regional, which was Thursday, Saturday as well. So just to clarify, Boston U, 27-10-0, will take on Western Michigan, 23-14-1. and um, Jay Pandolfo uh, coaches a unique team. Uh, he came back uh, to his alma mater, took over, had a chance to visit with him a couple of times when he was out in Arizona um, this past winter. And... Um, you know, he's got a talented roster. He's got an NHL roster. He's got a team that can then can just bury you if they decide they want to. And he's also got a team that uh, sometimes looks a little disinterested. And um, against Western Michigan, 
they're going to have to play a defensive style of game. I don't know if they've got it in them. Nick, your thoughts? I actually have Western Michigan upsetting Boston in this matchup um, for a couple of reasons. One, Western Michigan has got a sour taste after being swept in their own building by Colorado College in the NCHC quarterfinals. And uh, let's just say Western Michigan is a high-octane offense. they got the leading scorer uh, in the country in terms of goals by Jason Pullen. They've got a lot of good offensive weapons. Uh, Pat Firstweiler has done a really good job with this program, taking over for Andy Murray, um, winning their first-ever um, trip to this uh, tournament last year. And I think they're, uh, they're ready for more, I'll put it this way. And I think they're going to surprise BU with some of the firepower that they'll put on the ice. Paul, you Look, East Coast well, bias guy, you? Well, yes, of course, as we know <laughs> that that is always the case. Um, Where'd you go to school anyway? Uh, Arizona State. Which which maroon and gold team? The real maroon and gold team in Tempe. <laughs> okay. um, by the way, Nick, just so you know, I get accused of East Coast bias for some reason, and I don't understand why. Um, <sighs> must be a matter of geography, is my guess. It must be. Must be. Or the um, accent. Could be the accent. What accent? You guys talk funny. I'm I'm fine. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about the the voice accent. I'm talking about the uh, the uh, emoji accents. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> yeah, I salute you too. Um, <laughs> see, I, I I'll sit here and and we're gonna find out. Um, you know, last year. When we got to the Frozen Four, we had two teams of all NHL draft picks. And they did not do well in the Frozen Four. And here we have that in this matchup. We have a team with a lot of NHL draft picks um, that, that you know, I think they, uh, they got away with one in the ECAC championship game. Um, but I think that that team with Drew Comesso in goal is going to be very hard to beat in what will essentially be a home game. Does Western Michigan score enough to win? Yeah, they do. Um, maybe if they were playing this in Allentown, I might pick a, a shot at an upset here. But I think playing this thing in New England, and that crowd is definitely going to be pro-BU. Um, I, I think... Between that and and Camiso and goal is is going to be the difference. I'm going to agree with you on Camiso and goal, and oh, I'm going to agree with you on both parts. But uh, I think at this point in time, um, I don't know how much the home ice or home crowd really plays into it. But I do think a hot goaltender and a talented goaltender like Drew Camiso can really make the difference. And let's not forget, there's uh, Lane Hutton on that roster. There's uh, yeah. <laughs> some more guys. That, that can play. I think it's a matter of getting them fired up. As Nick said, Western's going to come out fired up and, and maybe a little angry over what happened to him. But maybe PU had the light bulb come on and they said, whoa, uh, this got a little too close for comfort in the uh, conference tournament. And maybe with four games to go to win a national championship, we can't let down for a minute. You'd hope that was the case, but um, there's human nature out there. So who knows? Uh, I think it's going to be exciting. Uh, I do want to ask you in this regional, guys, no matter who comes out, out of the first round, um, is, has anybody got a chance to knock Denver off to keep them from going to Tampa Bay? I got a yes. flight to book if there's a problem. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you think Denver's not a lock to win their region. Nick, how about you? Not a, not a, not a chance. Um, whether it's Western Michigan, who, mind you, knows – Denver very well, being the same conference, or BU, who, as Paul and you mentioned, has got the tools and the talent to uh, to make a run. Just a matter of you know digging the heels in and, and doing what's necessary. Uh, Paul, doesn't this BU team remind you of a Gophers team last year, where, or maybe in some years past, where the talent was there, they just didn't know how to put it together and commit to it during the run. Uh, that's kind of how I see uh, BU this this season. And that's why I have Western upsetting them in this in this in this sense. But uh, and if Western does get to Denver, uh, that's an open book to me. Uh, Denver certainly is the better, more complete team. Um, the other thing that we're forgetting is what's the status on Magnus Corona? Uh, well, that's it. Right, that's the big uh, question for me because if he is not in the net, 
I think this region looks is wide open. Well, I, I agree with that 100%. Somebody asked me uh, earlier tonight what I thought my, my Frozen 4 was going to be, and I, I said it, it's hard to tell right now because weasel, that region. Did you weasel out of this? You couldn't give him four teams? Um, well, <laughs> Wishy was, and Washy. Here was my, 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 my thing. Uh, does BU remind me a little bit? of those teams from last year, Michigan and, and Minnesota? Yes, except um, I, I the, the, to me, once again, the difference is the goalie. I think BU has a much better goalie than those two teams in, with the M's yeah, I'm gonna agree with you. last year. Well, me, what, what you told me off the air today uh, as we were talking about this, I think you hit it right in the head. I want to get Nick's opinion off of what you told me, but uh, Nick, Paul told me that uh, – he looks at Minnesota and Michigan as kind of like all-star teams. They have all the talent in the world, but putting them together, and even though they might have all-world defensemen, they, they don't play a lot of defense. It gets pretty wide open, and that's a tough thing to combat uh, in one-and-done uh, tournament environment, right? I'm going to actually disagree with you on that. I think Minnesota's defensive core is, is so underrated because they transition the puck so well. Uh, you talk about guys like Brock Faber, just to name a couple of them, uh, Jackson Lacombe. Uh, these guys are so good at stepping up at the defensive blue line, making zone entries excuse me, incredibly difficult. And then when they do break up plays, the puck's on their stick, it's one pass, and they're heading north. So it appears they're not playing as much defense just because they're so good at disrupting the other team's offense through the middle of the ice and at their zone entries. So, uh, yeah, they're all-star teams per se, because everybody looks at Logan Cooley, Snogarud, Matthew Nyes. But let's not discount that Gopher defensive core, which I think is actually a better defensive core than their back-to-back -back national championships they won in 02 and 03. So I'm actually going to go against you on that. I, I just think they play a game so well, uh, and uh, just the fact that they just don't look like they are because they're not. They're not allowing a lot of time in their own zone. So, Nick, let me ask you this then. Uh, whenever the Minnesota season ends this year, does uh, one Logan Cooley uh, join up with uh, Josh Stone in Tucson, Arizona? Uh, from what I understand, that decision's already been made, that he has uh, uh, made uh, that public, and that I think was Craig Morgan uh, down there in Arizona that had, had first broke the news that Logan Cooley does intend to sign with the Coyotes organization at the conclusion of this season. Um, I think you'll see Matthew Nyes again in the, in the Toronto Maple Leaf system. Uh, supposedly Jimmy Snuggerud um, will be returning for his sophomore year, but uh, Brock Faber again will be signing with the Minnesota Wild. So you're going to see um, a lot of turnover with that Minnesota squad, uh, something we saw in the early Don Lucia era where he was getting all those big recruits. But uh, let's not forget, the recruit list for Minnesota coming back in is also looking one of the best in the nation, too. So they will be losing some big names, but they're still will be uh, they'll be retooling, as they say, uh, for next season for sure. Yeah, and and my comparison was more or less with the team from last year. Not so, not as much. I still don't think that the Big Ten plays a lot of defense, but uh, you know, there's a lot of guys in that team that I'm sure came back this year angry at what happened last year. So. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm totally. I'm, I'm not. I totally agree with you, Paul. Um, let's do let's take a quick break. We got two more regions to get through on uh, this special selection Sunday college hockey West Live. We'll be back in just a few minutes. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than some good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. 
ASU alumni owned and operated, the Spaghetti Shack is located at 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe, as well as its ghost kitchen, Queen Creek. For lunch, dinner, or catering, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Jake Gensel banks it towards the goalie. Score. Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr. He scores. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight and they're ready for their next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. From the nation's best college hockey conference. Access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. It's Sunday night, which means it's time for College Hockey West Live. Scott Strandy with you tonight, high above the Colorado River in Laughlin, Nevada. Paul Hornstein, my longtime co-host, uh, probably 10 feet below sea level, out on Long Island, New York, got the uh, servants bringing him cool drinks, fanning him, okay. uh, maybe a foot massage going on. There could be mm -hmm. a lot going on on the estate. And uh, Nick Maxson joining us from Minneapolis, Minnesota, probably Apple Valley if he's at home tonight. But um, okay, guys, you got through two regions, so let's uh, let's jump into the final two regions. Uh, the number two seed, Quinnipiac Bobcats, thirty-four and three. That's thirty dash four dash three against Merrimack, twenty-three, thirteen and one. And uh, I believe Merrimack, it might be public enemy number one in Fairbanks, Alaska. Nick, your thoughts on that matchup? Merrimack got a shot against Quinnipiac. A slight one, but I think Quinnipiac is just too good defensively. Um, they'll suffocate Merrimack, and uh, it'll be a Bobcat victory um, over Merrimack, and they will be headed on to the regional final. And let me say that this, these games are Friday, Sunday in Bridgeport, Connecticut. I better get that out there so everybody understands where these games are being played. Paul, uh, Quinnipiac Bobcats and Merrimack, what do you think? Well, I mean, Merrimack's going to have their share of fans there. Um, it's not uh, a totally, uh, you know, it's not the Denver going to Manchester long trip, that's for sure. Uh, you know, Merrimack is 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 you know pretty close uh you know in new massachusetts there to, to is maybe an hour or so probably uh, maybe a little bit more um, but they're not the home team like quinnipiac is um sacred heart might be the quote-unquote host but this this camp this the, the bridgeport arena is like 20 miles from 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 hamden connecticut where quinnipiac is so I thought we um, measured it to be 23 the other night. Whatever. <laughs> Jeez. Um, and, 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 and I don't see where Quinnipiac loses again. Um, at least not two in a row. And I'm sure they're a little cranky that they got beat by Colgate on Friday night. Uh, we, we know that they're angry in Fairbanks about it. 
Um, but yeah, I don't see them losing uh, this game at home, especially on the smaller rink. Um, you know, it's it's just it, you know there are there are two teams with flat out home ice advantages this weekend. Quinnipiac's one of them. Okay. Um, Nick, the other matchup in the uh, Bridgeport Regional is Harvard at 24-7-2. Harvard, what the heck are you doing? Anyway, uh, against Ohio State, 2015-3. I think that'll be a good matchup. Nick, what do you think about that one? That's a close one. Um, when I did my brackets earlier this afternoon, this one was a bit of a tougher draw for me. And I'm going, get, I'm going to get accused of a West Coast bias, much as Paul gets accused <laughs> of an East Coast bias. And I have Ohio State over Harvard in this one, but it's going to be a close one. Um, if Harvard keeps this one low scoring, I, I think that's how they end up taking this one. But if Ohio State, which has been up and down, especially on the offense side of the puck, if they're able to find, I think the magic number is three. If they get to three, I think they take that, uh, take that hockey game. So well, let me ask you, let me ask you this, Paul. You can jump in just a second, but I'm going to ask you both this. As long as I got Nick on uh, at the moment, um, Quinnipiac has to get a spot in the frozen in the frozen four, right? I mean, this is everything is set up for them. The matchups, the building, the location close to home. There is no reason why this team can't make it to uh, Tampa. Am I right or wrong? The draw is favorable. Let's call it what it is, right? Um, and I think, you know. Just like how Minnesota wanted to win the Big Ten championship, uh, sometimes, you know, and Bob Mosco talks about this team has responded every time that they have. And this is the part of the year that that team has been looking forward to. Uh, I think Quinnipiac is in a similar, similar position. They know that they dropped one they should have had, uh, but it's going to motivate them. And with, you know, the other teams that are in this regional, uh, I, they should be favored. In fact, I do have them advancing to the Frozen Four out of this uh, bracket, no matter who takes. Ohio State, Harvard. Uh, it is set up for them. Paul, do you agree? Yeah, I, I think this is this is this would be a big time shocker if if Quinnipiac doesn't advance out of this region. Uh, like I said, they're playing at home. Um, the Harvard Ohio State matchup is going to ride very squarely on the shoulders of Jakob Dobis, who's a young player, sophomore, um, and, and 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 you know this is. Uh, his first trip to the dance. And I think that, uh, you know, especially against Harvard, which quietly, uh, you know, we talk about the BUs and the Michigans and the other Maroon and Gold team having a lot of uh, logos next to their name. Harvard does too. They might not have the ones next to their name. But they have a lot of logos next to their name too, and and they started off, I think, a little slow, uh, as as the Ivy Leagues tend to do a little bit, um, or at least in the eyes of of at least my eyes, because I wanted to see them play a little bit, um, even though they didn't win at Michigan, uh, having one of those games go to overtime, um, and it, it was like, okay, this is a better team than I thought. So let me see. And they pretty much maintained it throughout the year. So, um, you know, Ohio State's in for a tough matchup. Could they win? Yeah. I, 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 I would I would say this is probably 65-35 Harvard in terms of who I think would win the game. And let me also bring this up. Harvard has the few, second fewest uh, losses in all of the tournament field. Quinnipiac with four, uh, Harvard with seven. That's pretty impressive uh, for a team that's coming in um, relatively not getting a lot of attention at the moment. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a good matchup, but I just don't see Quinnipiac not getting to the Frozen Four. Um, okay, we got one region left to go. That one is uh, the region's number or the region's number one seed, the overall number three seed, Michigan Wolverines, 24-11 and three against Colgate. Colgate, what are you doing taking a spot from Fairbanks? 19, 15, and 5. Nick, Michigan against Colgate. You got Colgate, right? Uh, no, they're going to run out of toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, the gusto ends here. Michigan will will definitely uh, end the Cinderella story that is Colgate uh, coming 
uh, into the tournament. Uh, I just can't see Michigan not taking that hockey game. Paul, Unless they I don't know take how it much serious. you love Michigan. You Unless think they, they want to play the game? Well, that's the whole thing. Do they take this game seriously? I can't imagine they don't. I, I get it. Like, I, I really do. I get it. It's the same argument with uh, Minnesota and, uh, and Canisius. But at the end of the day, you don't get to pick who you play. You get to pick in your head how you play the game, right? And I think both of these teams are looking at Tampa and know, especially the Gophers in Michigan, who've got high-end talent that are looking uh, at their future opportunities outside of college hockey, that this is probably, if not their last chance to do so, uh, to, to wear that sweater uh, that they had chose to do so. So, no, I think they take it seriously. I, I can't see a mental lapse from the Wolverines in this situation. I'll say okay. this. Okay, I'll say Go this. Ahead. Say it. I, I, I think <laughs> that... At, at the halfway point, this game might be a little bit closer than people think. I think in the end, Michigan just grinds them down. But I think, you know, the first game of the tournament for every team is a little bit nerve-wracking. Even the teams with the, the, the talent and the skill that a Michigan has. Saw that with AIC against Michigan last year in Allentown. I remember watching that game, and AIC just was apt to keep them to the outside. They were blocking lanes, and it was, what, two or – it was, like, either 2-1 or 3-1 to one going into the third, and then Michigan put it in overdrive. Uh, but that's the thing is sometimes when you get experience, uh, Paul, is that – and one thing Brett Larson talked about last night after the championship game is it's about managing emotions, right? It's you, you, you know you're the better team. You're playing what you think is an inferior opponent. It's how can you not get frustrated? How can you just make sure you trust the structure, you trust the game plan, you just stick to it, you'll get rewarded. That's really the test for every team in the tournament, right, is is handling those in-game emotions, the ups, the downs, and, and sticking with it. Yeah. All right, in this uh, region, uh, we'll be played in Allentown, Pennsylvania, again at the PPL Center, a Friday and Sunday uh, weekend series, if you will. Um, <laughs> um I'm just wondering, Nick, uh, did you go down to uh, Mariucci Arena and unscrew that Michigan defenseman after Rhett Pitlick took him to town? Because he may still be in the ice there. I I took him to the laundry mat, and uh, that wasn't going to help, so I hung him out to dry uh, to take it and fold himself. Uh, Yikes. Uh, Rhett Pitlick, uh, yeah, that dude has a family, just like Minnesota Social said. i got to make sure I credit that. Uh, Yeah, that was a spin cycle for the ages, right? Uh, What a goal by Rhett Pitlick. Uh, in a one-on-one situation. That's the skill you're up against uh, where you're at the Gophers. But as we saw, Michigan was the more, you know, they ended up winning that game 4-3. So, but yeah, uh, that that will be remembered. I'll put it that way. Uh, <laughs> That's on video. <laughs> yeah. well, It'll be out there for a while. Okay, so the second matchup, or actually the first game of that, but the other matchup is Penn State 21-15-1. and against Michigan Tech, 24-10-4. To me, guys, and I left this region for last on purpose because this is the one I think is going to be the toughest to get out of. I don't think Michigan is a lock by any sense because um, I think they could get beat by Michigan Tech, certainly, or by Penn State because we know what Michigan Tech's got. If they get by Penn State and they play Michigan, wow. You want to talk about rivalry battles? That one will be a battle for the state of Michigan in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Nick, your thoughts on that one? I'm raising my hand because I couldn't disagree enough. Uh, Michigan Tech got exposed by none other than St. Thomas in the <laughs> CCHA quarterfinals. You laugh, but they then got destroyed by Northern Michigan in the semifinal one. It was 4 nothing, and they did not look like at all the hockey team that we've sown. Uh, I think, and I, and in this region, I know your next question is going to be, Nick, who you got this? I got Penn State over Michigan Tech in this matchup. Uh, now, mind you, it's going to be closer than I want it to be because Penn State is an all-or-nothing offensive team. Either they score eight or they can't score to save their life. Uh, but Michigan Tech is, uh, shall we say, been the blueprint's there uh, to beat them. Uh, defensively, they've been porous uh, at the worst time of the season, meaning coming up to the playoffs. And I think that they're the most vulnerable team uh, in this bracket right now is is Michigan Tech. So I've got Penn State in this one. Ooh, Paul, Paul, Paul. 
Nick, Nick's getting more hate mail from tech than you get. Um, well, here's the here's 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 where you can send the hate mail. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, because I don't know, I just have this gut feeling, this absolute gut feeling, and I don't know why. Um, everything you said, Nick, is accurate. But I just have the gut feeling that Tech wins this thing. Wins this game or wins this whole region? Yes. <laughs> I don't know Nick, why. You want to rebut that again for him and, t- and tell him a thing or two? Because clearly he's, uh, his drive from Albany uh, took a little something out of him. Sometimes it's a good thing. I'm not sure that's the same in this in this scenario. Uh, now, granted, Michigan Tech will want to redeem themselves, but again, they 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 nearly lost that opening quarterfinal series to St. I know. In game one. I know. Uh, they uh, let's just say they 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 redeemed themselves a bit in that game number two, but then the blueprint was already there, and Northern Michigan took it what St. Thomas laid down and, and, and executed it to a perfection. And I just don't know if Michigan Tech, and they've been, it, it, from watching and covering them, they're a team that has not been their best side of it the second half of the year. Uh, St. Cloud, the same thing. St. Cloud is actually also a very vulnerable team as heading into this tournament. They're riding high right now, uh, but they needed the last couple of weekends to get themselves feeling good about themselves. Michigan Tech, though, they did not look good in the CCHA tournament, and I just don't know where the players' confidence is. Uh, you know darn well that Penn State is going to be watching the same film uh, that Northern Michigan watched. Uh, so I don't know. I just I just don't see how Michigan Tech, unless there's a miracle, and we've seen this in college hockey before, wins this hockey game. I just I just don't see it. Well, here's what I'll say, Nick, and 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 like I said, the, it's a gut feeling. And uh, Lord knows I've been wrong before. You and me both. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I just sit here and I say, okay, who's the best goalie in this bracket? And the answer to that is Mr. Pietella. I don't Pietella. know if I'm saying that. Pietella. Pietella. And don't get Grandpa Pietella on us now. Well, just that's finally. Right. I'm not trying to get it. Listen. I don't know why I can't ever pronounce Grandpa it Tony, properly. if you're listening, he means Piedla. Yeah, I mean, I probably need to say it a few more times, but <laughs> and I feel bad mispronouncing a Paisan's name, but um, uh, you know, if he gets through that first five minutes making some big saves, you know, Port- Portillo's Portillo's a good goalie, but he's not Piedla. And yeah, I'll give you that. But and that's just, like I said, it's a gut feeling. I'm not going by anything else other than that. Okay, so so let's break down these regions' uh, winners. Um, it, we'll, we'll, I'll start it. Uh, I think in the Shields uh, Fargo region, if I can call it that, why not? I can call it that. I'm from there. Anyway, <laughs> um, uh, Minnesota is going to come out of that one. Somehow, some way, but it is going to be a bloodbath in uh, the second game of that region. I think. I, I think it's St. Cloud State. Sorry, Mike Hastings, but St. Cloud State. Uh, Nick was talking a lot about game plans and and uh, blueprints. Well, St. Cloud State had a pretty good blueprint to stop a team like Colorado College, who was on a roll, believe it or not, folks, and was playing a pretty tough defensive style, and they got through it. I think the Anhorn situation has now bypassed. They'll never forget about him, but I think they've learned to play without him. And uh, if you can just get some sort of goaltending, uh, the rest of that team can pick you up with Spencer Meyer and the boys. So I think St. Cloud State, Minnesota in that region, I think Minnesota does ultimately come out of it and head to Tampa Bay because there's a bunch of people wearing maroon and gold that want to go to Florida. Nick, your thoughts? Yeah, same here. Uh, just to get out of the 12 feet of snow that we're buried under. Uh, <laughs> You might get another 12 feet, too, before then. I know. Um, and the other thing, too, Scott, is St. Cloud is 1-0-1 against the Gophers 
this year. Uh, and not that far back, January, it was the first uh, series after the holiday break. They beat them in Mariucci and they lost in overtime in St. Cloud uh, for that. So they, they have a game plan against the Gophers, but ultimately I do think the talent uh, and the hunger will be there for the Maroon and Gold to come out of that regional. Paul, you yeah, want to just bypass on this region? You don't want to even touch it? Uh, unfortunately. <laughs> this is I hard for to, you, isn't it? Yeah. Let's just say, uh, let's just say I, I can't say it. And that should tell you everything you need to know. Minnesota is a consensus to win the Shields Arena Fargo region. All right, let's go to Manchester. Uh, you know, I look at this, I go, Denver gets by Cornell. Uh, I don't see Denver giving it up. They're on a mission to win number 10, to be the first to 10 NCAA championships. I think it's Denver, and I believe it's going to be Boston U. As much as Western uh, has a lot to prove and a lot to do, I think it's Denver, Boston U for the championship on Saturday night uh, in Manchester at the SNHU Arena. And I believe uh, the Pioneers are going to another Frozen Four. Nick, your thoughts? I've got Denver, but um, I'm going to stick to my guns and go against uh, you guys. I'm going to still say Western Michigan uh, is going to come out of uh, that game against BU, but it ultimately will be Denver to head to the Frozen Four out of Manchester this past year. Chalk, chalk, and chalk. Paul, how about you? Who's playing goal for Denver? Doesn't matter, really. Come on. Yeah, it does. No, come on, man. You know who the backup is, right? Do I need to tell you? Yeah, I'm aware who the backup is. Okay. Um, I, well, I, I will say if Magnus Crone is playing goal for Denver, I would pick Denver. If he's not, I'm taking BU. Wow. Wow. Okay, that's a statement, folks. Okay, let's go to the uh, Allentown uh, region for this. And we talked about it. I think it's the toughest. Um, it, the second only, or uh, the only one second to them would be the Fargo region. I think that's going to be really good too. But um, I, I, I'm going to go against both of you guys because I know neither one of you are going to pick this. But I'm saying Tech upsets us. And I think it's going to be crazy. I think that Tech band and that Tech support group and fans and parents and Everybody, I think they're going to Tampa because I think they really want to get there to cheer on their team. I can't go against the Piedalas. I saw them uh, in uh, in Tempe this winter, and uh, boy, that I, I just I'm going with Tech. Nick, how about you? I'm not going with you on this one, Scott. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't think you would. I just wanted to be controversial. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, Michigan Tech will only play one game in the NCAAs. They will lose to Penn State, who ultimately will play the Wolverines um, in a Big Ten matchup where the Wolverines will stomp the Nittany Lions back to Pennsylvania, the, the west side of Pennsylvania, and it will be the Wolverines heading to Amway uh, out of this region. Paul, how are you doing? <laughs> I already told you who I thought was going to win. Well, tell us again. I, I said Tech. Okay, Pulse is tech. So, uh, okay, let's move on to the next region. Then we're running out of time anyway. Um, the Bridgeport, Connecticut, Total Mortgage Arena um, region. Uh, is anybody even going to have a shot at Quinnipiac? The only one is Harvard, I think. But uh, Quinnipiac just seems like a team on a, on a mission. Uh, I don't know what they got about South Florida, but they want to go there for some reason. They do. Um, but, yeah, Quinnipiac is the favorite here, Scott. Um, I do agree with you if, if they can, uh, shall we say, tame the, the Ohio State, the Buckeyes' offense and come out of that. Um, that would be the matchup that Harvard would want in terms of trying to get to a Frozen Four. You know, two defensive style teams going at it. Um, but I do think Quinnipiac is the stronger, uh, just better team in this region. And I do think it comes out of that. Although I will go stick with my guns as I did before. It will be Ohio State that will come out of that game against Harvard, but Quinnipiac will suffocate them with their incredible defense and head to South Florida. Okay. Um, Quinnipiac. Let's, let's go to the frozen face. Yeah, I knew who you were going to say. I didn't even need to go to you this time because last time you just kind of shut me down. <laughs> so my mm -hmm. frozen four guys, I've got uh, Minnesota, 
Denver. I got Michigan Tech, and I have Quinnipiac. Nick, you're frozen four. So mine is the Gophers, Denver, the Wolverines, and Quinnipiac. So essentially, I have all four number one seeds entering uh, the uh, Amelie Arena. And uh, I guess you want me to go with the semifinal winners here quick? Yeah, we'll get to them in just a second. Paul? Sure. You're frozen uh, four? The, uh, unfortunately, that other Maroon Gold team. Can't say uh, it, until can you? I, Nope. Until just can't I, say it. Nope. Until I know the status of Magnus Krona, I'm going with BU, Tech, and Quinnipiac. Okay. So the uh, semifinals are set. Who gets to the championship game, Nick? I got, uh, I've got Denver somehow getting by Minnesota because I think they get them on depth. And I have Quinnipiac playing for the title. Oh, boy. Um, you're going to see a 100% rematch of the Big Ten title game. I do think the Gophers take out Denver, and I do think the Wolverines are able to get past uh, the shields of Quinnipiac. You're going to see the Wolverines and the Gophers as the national championship hockey game. Wow, you're selling tickets for the Big Ten. Good job. Uh, Paul, who you got in the uh, in the championship title game? <laughs> Quinnipiac and God, I don't want. I can't say it. So we know what that means. Okay. Yeah, you can you can make it whatever you. Want. I mean, I hope I'm dead wrong. Okay, but. somehow, some way, guys, I have uh, the Denver Pioneers winning number ten. I don't know exactly how it's going to get done. I just think it does get done, and uh, I think there's just too much uh, on the line for them. So I have Denver win the national championship. Uh, Nick, you got uh, a Big Ten team. Who do you got? This is going to shock all of you, but I got Michigan winning it all. Ooh, ooh. You know how hard it is to beat a team back-to-back? I do, but I also think that Michigan, for whatever reason, in these one-off games have shown the Gophers that they've got their number. I really do, and for even well, they're both talented hockey teams. But I think Michigan, just for whatever reason, they just seem unwavered by uh, Minnesota again. That that Rhett Pitlickel that brought them up to a three-two lead, and Michigan said, "Here, hold my beer. Let me give you two more," and ended up winning the Big Ten championship. So I, I do think that although it is hard to beat them back to back, I just think that the Wolverines, for whatever reason, just can't execute against the Gophers. They're one of the few teams that can, and they're going to hoist the trophy in Amway on April 8th down there in Florida. Well, I'll, I'll say I'll say this if if that is the final um uh, it it certainly won't be a one nothing game, that's for sure. No. <laughs> and you know what? It'll be guaranteed to be full of uh, NHL people. Well, it always is. No, but I mean full of NHL people. Uh, everybody that maybe thought maybe I wouldn't go will be there. Uh, guys, uh, great job. Uh, Nick, great job this weekend uh, doing everything that you needed to do for me. What a fantastic job. Um, glad you had a chance to have your alma mater come out on top. Sorry, CC. Sorry, Denver. But, um, you know, sometimes that's what happens. Uh, I said it in the ACHA tournament today. I said, sometimes you just got to tip your cap uh, to a team or to a goaltender. And, uh, boy, St. Cloud State, really deserving and good champions. Uh, they proved Paul and I wrong, I know, because we had, them, we had them down all season. And they got there. They got it done. So we'll see what they do in the next step. Uh, I'll also say Nick picked the uh, all four number one seeds to get to the uh, Frozen Four. And um, not that it has any bearing at all, but the, the top eight seeds, one through eight, were in the quarterfinals today in the ACHA tournament. So go figure that one out. Uh, chalk is chalk for a reason, right? I mean, sometimes the chalk wins. It's <laughs> boring. It <laughs> it's boring, but sometimes the chalk wins. Absolutely. Nick, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for uh, for the Omens work this weekend. We'll talk uh, tomorrow or Tuesday. And, uh, Paul, take it away. From the Summer Skate Studios behind the Mass College Hockey West Live on the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network is brought to you by Jesse Ray's Barbecue, the best barbecue Las Vegas style available at our two locations, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, as well as 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, 
to our Three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. For the NCHC and NCHC.TV, subscribe to NCHC.TV to catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Top Golf, play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local Top Golf center or go to topgolf.com. Liberty University, over 700 programs of study to help you impact your community on and off the ice. Strengthen your faith at our state of the art campus. See us at liberty.edu. College Hockey Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. The Spaghetti Shack, comfort food quickly with three locations in Arizona, one in Tempe, one in Pine Top, and a ghost kitchen in Queen Creek. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. College Hockey West Live presented by Behind the Mask and all the IcetimeHockeyWest.com podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and available for download at the iTunes store and wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review. Help people find the show at ITHSW Podcasts. That's all one word, ITHSW Podcasts. Uh, once again, subscribe and rate and review the show. Behind the Masks, College Hockey West Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. Our thanks to Nick Maxson for joining us tonight and for the great work this weekend at the NCHC Frozen Faceoff. Paul, uh, it's going to be an exciting week, as it always is, as things wind down towards the national championship in two weeks. Um, so we ask everybody to keep uh, tuned in. You and I will be back tomorrow night with a guest. We'll be back Tuesday night with a guest. Wednesday night, Steve Marsh and I will have a full breakdown on the Great West College Hockey Podcast Wednesday night. Uh, talking about uh, the national tournament at the ACHA level. And right now we want to thank everybody for tuning in to the special selection show, College Hockey West Live. Good night, everybody. Good night.